today. It's Mark here. Just wanted to jump on really quick to say thank you for supporting the podcast. Um, really means the world to me and I genuinely appreciate it. You can make a one-time donation to the podcast uh, through PayPal. It's paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie. That's for a one-time donation. I will leave the link in the description. You can also uh, become a Patreon member if you like. I will leave the link in the description as well. Thank you to everyone who's got involved in a podcast in terms of liking and sharing. If you haven't subscribed so far, please do so. Thank you. Hey, how are things? Mark here and welcome to episode 140 of the Clockwork Junkie podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. It's much appreciated. Don't forget to subscribe. My guest today is singer-songwriter Fiorua. We are here to talk about his album, Behind the Grave, which is now out on final. Um, we're going to play four tracks. One of them is going to be a live performance and the other three are going to be music videos. Um, so you're in for a real treat. Um, such a talented and genuine and sound guy. Um, I'll lead you in with the first tune, which is called Church Song. Well, today I left my woes underneath the veil of the mother and the child behind the rail, inhaling every thought that was lingering in the air between the walls of the cathedral. Tracks the lost and the suffering, the ones who kneel and pray for anything. But in here I feel so safe in this ancient room with the statues of the saints, and the spring comes soon. Behind the rail 
of the mother and the child behind the rail of the mother and the child behind the Hey, so as I said, that is Church Song from Fiorua from his album Behind the Grey. I have the man himself here with me on the podcast. How are you, sir? Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. It's, uh, I suppose, it's great to be able to have an artist on with videos done and everything kind of ready-made for me. It's good for the podcast to have yeah. music videos ready to go. So thank you for that. Um, uh, you're grand. I had, I had plenty of time to do it. <laughs> plenty of time we're going out with you i suppose i'll just talk a small bit about church song in a minute but first of all um behind the gray i see recently on your uh social media outlets that you have it on vinyl yes i do i have it here on vinyl I'll give us a look she's just been printed um, yeah that's nice man shine off it <laughs> so yeah i was I, I was um i was waiting for quite a while um to get it done on vinyl uh i, I ordered it in February, okay. so, um, yeah, the, the Irish produ- production of vinyl is very limited. There's, unless you're a, a bigger, well-known act, uh, the vinyl companies in Ireland tend to, to, to brush you off. And I had a terrible experience with the with the vinyl companies in Ireland with one particularly, and there's only one really that's well known. <laughs> Not so to name anyone name, specifically. I, name, but, but, uh, I was tempted to name them on on. Uh, uh, publicly because it was so bad you know like the, yeah the, well that's a long they, time to wait no no hold on i didn't get it done in ireland but like initially i oh. uh you know we we were looking at a, a march um album launch which we did launch it in march but you know we wanted to have the vinyl as close to march as possible because it was the vinyl sales are the only sales really like as regards selling the album um and so yeah, we were just left left hanging for ages, just treated really badly, um, in the middle of COVID. Um, so essentially, I think what's happening is that there's there was a huge demand for vinyl, but these this company instead of just saying, look, we we've got a huge demand, it's going to be a long time, or we'd rather be better off going somewhere else. They just kind of just unanswered emails for weeks, and then like one word replies and stuff, and it was just so frustrating, shocking how to run a business, you know what I mean? Like, so um, after being treated like a shite for, for, for pretty much two months from that big vinyl company that are based in Ireland, um, I looked at other options and then I went to the Czech Republic, got it done in Czech Republic. And then they were like, yeah, everything's great, uh, but it won't be ready till October. So I got it in November. <laughs> so you wouldn't want to have an album launch prepared, you know? No, no. Well, I suppose if you had a big team of managers and PR behind you and stuff like that, uh, it, yeah. it, it might have been I a bit heard, more quick. I heard the stunning, like uh, Joe Wall from the stunning talking about Steve Wall, maybe uh, talking about them. I think they were trying to get something from vinyl and they were awake. They're in the same position. For, so I don't think, I think there's just, there's not enough people doing it, uh, making vinyl because the demand is, 
exceeds yeah. the, the production, you know. Well, it brings me, I suppose, to the next question. Um, why final? Uh, well, nobody's buying CDs. Um, uh, why vinyl? It's the artwork. I mean, there's no comparison. We're, we're bombarded with digital images from morning to, to night. You know, we, yeah. we all, that's another story and another world that, you know, I'm the worst culprit for scrolling all day and seeing images. Yeah, I could see an album cover. Has no effect on me, you know, just scrolling or whatever. But when you have it in your hand, you know, yeah, it's a completely different experience. And the artwork is done by an amazing artist called John Fogarty, who I went to school with him through there. And like his artwork can only be uh, really kind of, uh, not really kind of uh, appreciated when it's, you know, physically seen, you know? Yeah. And um, so that's one reason. One reason is just to, to, to kind of, uh, to value, to value uh, the product uh, and to physically see the atmosphere that I was going for with this album. As you can see, it's kind of gothic, kind of dark vibe. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I don't think you can appreciate that digitally. You can to an extent. When you have anyone it who's hand. not watching on uh, <clears throat> YouTube, the uh, figures in front of it, it's all in black and white, his name's through the middle of it. But uh, you told me just before we started that that shot was taken from the video of Church Song. Yeah, it's a still from the, the Church Song video, which was played at yeah. the start of the podcast. So what's what, just yeah. on, on Church Song, so what, what was the inspiration behind that tune? Well, it's fairly obvious, but what... what um, how long ago did you write it, I suppose? What made you write it and what made you put it, put it on, on the album? Uh, I wrote it in 2015. Yes, 15 in uh, Germany. I was touring with a... So it was 2014, 15 and 16 were quite eventful years in my life where I had done three albums uh, and, you know... Uh, I was starting to get get into the acting and then I got a role uh, doing theatre in Germany, going around doing theatre in schools primarily, doing Shakespeare plays and doing Irish skits and stuff with a company called Wild Shamrock Touring Theatre Company and it was the best crack ever. And it was a great break in my life because I was living in Galway for 15 years and I was kind of in a rush, you know, I wasn't sure what I was doing and I wanted to get out. So uh, when I went to Germany and the tour, then I stayed on in a place called Augsburg uh, and I lived there for maybe two months and it's Augsburg is actually where those of you who are fascinated by the Second World War like myself um, Augsburg is one of the cities that Hitler would have used to manufacture the weapons it was like an, a manufacturing uh, hotspot for Hitler mm -hmm. Augsburg so I love I love history and I, I, I love I'm fascinated by you know um walking on the same streets as as that kind of stuff would have happened and it was just uh, so anyway that's another story but like that's where I was staying in Augsburg anyway it was Easter time and um I was you know being, I was I was quite I had one friend really um yeah. and I'd walk around the city when she was in college and uh uh and I I walked into a the religion is quite big in the south of Germany you know Catholic religion is quite big uh and celebrated. We didn't have the big shocking exposés that Ireland had maybe, so that there's still that kind of huge celebration at Easter. Um, and they take the Easter holidays quite seriously. And 
I walked into the church in uh, in Augsburg and uh, I wrote words. It was the first song I wrote that, um, pretty much the first song I wrote that the words came before the music. So I wrote a poem as such, uh, or a piece of a prose, whatever you wanted to call it. And then I went back to the house and I put music to it. And that's where it came from, the church in Germany. It's crazy that you were holding on to it for this length of time. Uh, yeah, I think that was just to do with, I always loved the song. I think it was, it's one of my strongest songs. Um, and it just takes that long to get an album together. Like I released yeah. it as a single back in 2018 or 17 even. So first you have to write it, then you have to record it, and then you have to release it, and then you have to do a video for it. So there can be big gaps in that process, you know? I suppose um, that, that answers my next question, which was... Um... Uh, like a lot of well not a lot some of the songs on the album would have been inspired um, by the last 18 months two years but it's absolutely not a COVID album because it's been written over a period of time maybe I'd be better off calling it a COVID album and get the PR but uh, <laughs> yeah. it was just released during COVID you know uh, there was, there was, there's one song that is a COVID song and that's called um, The Hand That I Seek yeah. which I believe were we're playing, playing that, yeah, yeah. That's my that's actually my favorite one. I mentioned on yeah. this podcast once or twice before. It's um it's yeah. actually the, the next song, it's a cracker. Okay, well, so we can talk about that if you like. Yeah. Um don't I do. I'll play a hand that I seek now, and then when we okay. come back then we can have a chat about it and all that. Um yeah. just to let anyone know that um if you're not watching on YouTube, uh the link is in the description if you're watching on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um this is another music video as well, so you can watch all the music videos there. And also, uh, everything we're discussing here today, um, the likes of Firu's uh, website and social medias and where you can get the album and etc. all of those things will be in the description as well. Um, so yeah, we'll play a hand that I seek now and get back in a minute. Cheers. I'm 
I'm not chasing, I'm not left behind I'm not regretting or shunning mankind I'm not angry and I'm not bleak But I'm not holding the hand that I seek The hand that I seek, the hand that I seek I'm not holding the hand that I seek I'm not holding memories golden I'm not holding secrets unfolding I'm not holding precious days stolen No, I'm not holding skipping and strolling I'm not holding memories golden I'm not holding secrets unfolding I'm not holding precious days stolen I'm not holding the hand that I seek So, Hand That I Seek, that is an absolute cracker um, It's my personal favourite song um, I told you before, I thought it was really good um, I think as far back as yeah. March or April, I told you yeah. that I liked it You did, um, and I really appreciate it I, like, you know, Feedback is very important And uh, I really, I'll always remember you telling me that It was a really lovely thing to hear, so thanks It's I, well, you're more than welcome And something that maybe that I didn't tell you It was that um, when I heard that first I don't believe, and I could be wrong, but I don't believe I've seen the video with it. I just heard it. Oh, really? Okay. And then when I seen the video, I went, oh, Jesus, what an idea. What an so idea. did you see the video recently? or? No, no, I, I had seen the video maybe, I'm going to say maybe three days after I heard the song originally. Oh, right. Um, I'd only kind of just knew that you existed. And then I, yeah. I just said, I'd check out your page. And we kind of met you with a mutual friend uh, not that long ago. And I said... I'll check out your page and see. Um, the yeah. podcast was only a baby at the time. And yeah. um, I, I, I heard the song and I said, geez, that's very good. And then I seen a video you put up, I think it was on your Facebook page. Yeah. Um, not that long after that. Of, and I remember thinking, of, someday I'll get him on the podcast now. Here you go, 140 podcasts yeah. there. <laughs> Welcome. Well, yeah, we were, I, was on, I was on with you with the, um, with the, uh, the Fine and Joseph special that you did. Yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that was a difficult... Work podcast to do because it was if that was that that was for um, <laughs> finding joseph i think well a lot of people yeah. seen that podcast it was four people but it wasn't at the same time it was like i think there was seven weeks in between the first interview and second interview and um, yeah i was i was touring with another show as well i remember when I was that's right phone. yeah you were actually I, I remember one time i was chatting to you you're actually on the road i think going from a to b um yeah. so yeah oh, when, be on the road again mark yeah yeah, well, I have it to myself here today, I know, so that's the main thing. So now I no, can... I, oh. I, I, I'm not, I'm glad I'm talking to someone. <laughs> I'm talking to, I, I'm minding my mother's dog here, and I've been talking to her for two days. So, so hand that I seek, uh, I suppose, uh, if anyone there had seen the video, it's self-explanatory. That's that wasn't that was obviously written recently enough, as opposed to some yeah. of the other tunes. Yeah, that was the last song I would. Yeah, it would have been the last song I would have wrote before uh, the, the the album was released. So it was the last song on the album. Um, 
but it was written during COVID, uh, yeah. maybe a couple of months into, into COVID. At the time, uh, I have a daughter in Galway and, you know, she would have been coming up here every weekend. Um, and I was in a situation to start a COVID as we all were, where suddenly the train stopped, suddenly everything was unpredictable, suddenly money stopped. Uh, you know, my car was off the road at the time. And suddenly it was like, fuck, uh, what's going to happen here with my daughter, you know? Um, so it, it was about her. Um, and uh, I managed to get through it. It was a difficult time there to start the COVID for me because I said it was just to try and the practicalities of just trying to get my daughter here. So yeah. who, whose idea was it? Um the video who who whose idea was it to make the video that way with the masks my on? own idea yeah I, I think pretty much all of the videos that i've done in my career has been my own decisions uh more or less are in collaboration with a director or filmmaker yeah. like Don, donald um higgins and nace did a lovely video for uh, we can't be sane which was from my previous album and uh there's another lad in galway column uh, he, he made a lovely video for a song called When Mark Met Tom from my previous album with puppets and stuff and I was in collaboration with a puppet guy yeah. but I would have started the yeah. project and I mean that's what you got to do when you're in, <laughs> when you've got no record company or no management you just you just come up with ideas yourself and there's a liberation to that but there's also a lot of pressure on you to try and it's in your hands yeah. as an independent artist it's in your hands and I, I'm really jealous of artists that have other people coming in and having meetings with them saying, what are we going to do today to get you famous, yeah. to get you known? Uh, it's quite a difficult road. Well, I don't know, know if, if, if uh, from, just from listening to your music alone, I say that if, if a management company came to you now and says, look, we're going to make you, whatever success you have to this date, we're going to make you at least four times more successful but we want 50% input on creativity and stuff like that. You probably wouldn't do it anyways. Uh, it'd be a difficult choice, all right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not, um, it's like someone coming into this podcast and say, right, Marcus, and look, uh, we're going to take over. We're going to pay a weekly wage and 50% of the things that you say and do would have to be what we say. Like, I couldn't do that, like, sure. It wouldn't no. be my podcast then. No, and I suppose a lot of artists did have that. I'm probably beyond that because it's, it's that's more of the pop world, I think, where... Yeah. You're 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 a commodity, and you're you're a you're, you're a look, you're an image. That's kind of something that <laughs> that I've by, that I, I think for the for the for the for the another world, the, the pop world, maybe. Mm. But um, and I think in the folk world or in the songwriter thing that I'm doing, uh, most of the artists that 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 that, that gain that that have help from a record company or whatever or management have to have 100% freedom in my experience in recent yeah. times with artists I think so it's a tr it's it's a real like you know the folk awards were on last night in Vicker Street and you know I would love my album to be in the mix there in some way and it's really hard to not be pissed off doing this you know mm. um but saying that, I was talking to Christoph, who produced the album with me, and 
I was saying, you know what? I'm too a contemporary for the folk scene and I'm too folky for the contemporary scene. So I'm not fitting in in any kind of niche package for people. Yeah. Um, so, and there's an advantage to that in a way because I, do, I think I have a distinct sound and I, I think I have my own thing going on. But, you know, maybe I'm not the package that people require in the, yeah. like, you know, so <clears throat> what I'm potentially thinking of doing <laughs> because I need to get it down my system in one way uh, is, is to release the next release could potentially be an album of folk songs um, covers yeah. and just do it. And if that gives me some attention, then I'll continue to go back to what I, what I do, which is so only a few weeks ago, I was speaking to um, Dove Lee and she was saying in her opinion that the only difference between somebody who's good and successful and somebody who's good and is still trying to be successful is uh money money for promotion money for yeah you know Look. like if if a company came to you and says listen we're going to promote you you're 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 like just say for instance this album if you got a big influx of money to promote yeah. the album and a team yeah. behind you you'd, 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 yeah you'd be playing everywhere yeah everywhere Definitely, yeah that's the difference i also i also think that it's um in ireland it's about uh who you know and it's not a question i'm not saying that in a negative way like oh yeah it's all fixed. I'm not saying that for a second. It's like, it's, it's kind of look and it's kind of mm. like, you know, scenes happen. So if you're sitting in a, in a pub and other people who have, have, have a power within the scene are in the pub all the time and that generally happens in Dublin, uh, there's more potential for you to be known and not in that scene. So, uh, you know, look has something to do with it. I mean, you can post your email or post your albums to influential people, but they're just another drop in the ocean. So um, the only hope is that the time and effort and work that you put into creating this album, having it on the final, <clears throat> um, all the videos that you've made, is that enough people get to see it and that enough people go, yeah, this is for me. Um, and yeah, have, you, you, you know, I mean, it's. I, I, what I love about this release is, um, like, you know, I got, I got reviewed in the Irish Times and stuff, so there was a lot of, you know, it was, I was in people's consciousness. I got a lovely feedback from people. Um, so, you know, I don't see it as, you know, something that I did, that I didn't do what I wanted it to do. I, I, got, I got some, some positive progressions with this album release. Yeah. But what I do love about uh, the Bandcamp thing and, and Bandcamp is, I'm, are you familiar with Bandcamp? It's like where people tend to sell their products and albums. So it's a, it's a streaming site, but you can also sell your merchandise from it directly to the people who are, who are yeah. following you. And it's, it's, there's no middleman and I love it. It's like um, I can send direct messages to people who, who are, so if somebody purchased my album, like, you know, I'll send you the link or whatever you might have it flashing up or something but it's like <clears throat> the link in Bandcamp there's a direct link to where you can buy the album you buy the album I'm notified that you bought the album and I'll send you a message directly saying thanks your album is in the post now I actually can... wasn't aware of that I'm going to leave a link of that in the description as well so that, yeah that's yeah. nice it'd be nice if you bought a book or an album and the person who created it was able to get back in and say oh thank I did, you I delivered I delivered my first album to a fella in Galway never met him in my life in Aaron Moore knocked on his door <laughs> this number 49 he goes Jesus Fiorua what's you doing in my house like here, there's an album okay. for you. 
was like, geez, so that's the cool thing. That's the no, cool that's thing. Class, man. Yeah, no, that's, and cool. that's the little, I think like with that kind of stuff, it's like more the personal. Little, well, the seeds are sown then for the potential for live gigs as well, because the main, re- the main reason I'm not booking gigs apart from COVID and the fact that I probably can't do it is that I'm reluctant to book a venue in case nobody turns up because it's, so, it's two years since I did a gig. I like doing gigs where I'm not the main act as regards, like I'm not yeah. booking a venue. And, you know, I can just sit in there, do my gig, really enjoy it, new audience, a support act or something, that's great. But when you're booking your own gig, it's a lot of pressure to drag people out and um so where what i what i hope it'll happen is that the vinyls will have will create a fan base so people who are buying the vinyl i can try and keep communication going with them and say hey guys i'm going to release the album physically in blah 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 in january the fourth come along um because yeah. i want to play live again you know 100 um, percent. that's that's like you know, it's, it's 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 something that um, when all the work you've put into it, and you know, I I can't even begin to imagine all the creative process, the hours behind the scenes, everything. Then to not be able to go out and gig it, you know, and I mean, yeah, you're no different than anybody else. Your your favorite thing to do is probably to play live. I'm sure. Um, yeah, and to not certainly, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I think like I would, I, I'm in the trad scene as well, and I do like you know corporate gigs and. Mm weddings sometimes even um pub gigs and stuff like that that's a different thing but with the original stuff yeah uh, what i would have been doing in the past was playing the electric picnic i did that nearly every year in the last eight years before covid um and then whatever festivals are going little gigs like that to keep you excited like oh yeah you know who, who will play like I, I have a kind of network of three or four lads that i play with and uh who's available for that gig and we'll have to crack that's like what i kind of miss touring in germany and switzerland i did that every year missed that um i really missed that you know um and i think like I, I, there might be a couple of people over there now but right now it's like fucking it's too unpredictable like the, i could book a flight but it's like i could end up going over there and there's 20 people with masks on in front of me and it's just yeah i don't know if i want to do it's that so unfortunate for you is that like it's equivalent in my opinion of you Sitting down, writing, writing a book. Let's just say a, a, a autobiography. And when it's all the work you put into it, you get you you spend all the time. You do everything. Everything is perfect. And then all of a sudden, you're told, "Oh, by the way, for the next eighteen months, people aren't allowed to read." Yeah, <laughs> you know that's essentially yeah. what's happened to you. It's like yeah. the, the you've, you've you've put in all the work, and then the wings are kind of clipped from yeah. underneath you. But I mean. That's why we have podcasts. That's why we do stuff to get people to see. Look, like Ireland is full of talent. Mm. For such a small country, and we are only a small country, we have so much talented people in there. And in my personal opinion, you are one of them. Um, and uh, I, I want to play another song now. This is not a video, by the way. This, uh, this song we're going to play now is, and I want to get on to talk about it before we play it. But it's um, it was recorded. Um, uh, for the Simon community in Galway and it's Clongarry Evictions. Did I pronounce that right? Clongarry? Clongarry. Clongarry. What's that song? It's it's 1890 something. Yeah, um, 1889 or 1890. So about, what's that, like 45 years after the famine or something? Mm. Uh, or odd years. Um, yeah. 
I think I might make a video for this song too because I like the production. Adam Adam does a lovely job. Adam Downey on drums and Ross on bass. It's a nice. There's a couple of songs in the album where there's drum. Actually, this is a live version of it. But yeah. if you listen on Apple or whatever, you might hear the MP3. But um, anyways, um, I was living in my home village of Cara, which is in County Kildare outside Nice. At the time, I was writing this song in 2016, and uh, I I was living by the Liffey. The flows from from Wicklow into Kildare, it's Dublin, and I was going through. My, I was living in a thatched cottage, and you know the thatched cottage would have been around at this time, pretty much. You know, like it would have been existing uh, when this 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 eviction took place. Um, so I guess like I was sitting in, <laughs> like the, the thatched cottage was bare. It was bare, like, you know, it was just like, my daughter was just born, so I had to find a place that I can bring her when I have her at weekends, you know? So I found this thatched cottage, you know, a friend of mine bought it, and he said, here, you can live in it if you want. He was in Australia, you know? He says, you can live in it if you want, you know? It's, it's the bare minimum, you know? <laughs> mm. There was no, um, I mean, there was electricity, uh, um, but yeah, it was cold, and, uh, uh, and I put down a new carpet. My dad helped me, and we put some wallpaper up and stuff. Anyways, it was an other time, and there was a big snow of 2000, and was it 16 or oh, well, it was 19 or 18, 17 maybe. That big snow time, <clears throat> that happened as well when I was there, just when I moved in. But um, so I went back to my parents for a week when it was snowing. But anyways, um, I was sitting in that old cottage one night, and it was like the ghost of, so basically about three miles from where I was sitting, um, was is Clangory. Clangory is a bog area. It's a, it's 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 a it's a kind of it's a it's a townland within Carib Parish, and it's bog land mostly. And the people who would have been grown up around Clangory uh, were 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 boggers. There would have been people who worked in the bog, and 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 uh, they have a great strong family community there. There's the, the names that are there are all there for generations. So they're real strong people, and. Uh, the Clongoria evictions uh, took place in, as I said, in 1889, 1890. And uh, yeah, people were evicted from their land, but in a very cruel way, they were thrown on the side of the road, you know. Um, basically, what happened was, as far as I know, <coughs> the historian told me, I think, um, that the, 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 the Liffey flooded. And when the Liffey flooded, the, the turf was destroyed. And when the turf was destroyed, the, the people in Clongoria couldn't sell the turf to the the British army who would have been based in the Curran, they would have maybe brought the turf into Newbridge and sell it. They couldn't pay their rent. <clears throat> the landlord was having none of it, so they threw them off the land. They used to use a big barge pole to, 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 to push in the door. That's, that's depicted in photography because there was photographs of this. As opposed to the famine, photography didn't exist. Yeah. But in this, in this period, the, the photo photographs had just been invented. So there's this weird shot that it's in the library in Newbridge in, in James Durney's office. He showed me James Durney's a local historian. And there's these, the lad, the tenants standing outside the house posing for a photograph that their house has just been, you know, evicted, they've just been knocked down their house. And they're standing there for a photograph for the British, you know, while the, 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 the officers, the police officers stand there beside them, you know. And some of them might have been Irish, the, some of the British conservatives might have been Irish, I don't know, but. Uh, I think they were, and even the landlord was. Isn't it fitting that well. when, with the COVID and advent of COVID and people losing their jobs and their pup, and there was a huge uprising in evictions even now, so we mm. still don't seem to have worked that one out, you know? Well, I think it's why it rubs against us. I think it's in our blood, you know, that mm -hmm. if a landlord suggests eviction, that 
and they can have suggested in cunning ways. <laughs> can go, you know, they can make it sound like it's not an eviction. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't really writing the song as a reaction to our current yeah. housing crisis. I was writing it to the, uh, I felt the ghost of the people who were, I, I, the imagery that came to me that night where I was thinking of these lads walking the roads, mm. uh, looking for shelter in a winter's night, uh, or it could have been summer, whatever, but it was cold. And uh, I think it went on for a few months, so it would have been into the winter. But I, the, the, the imagery I had anyway was walking the bogs and with the horses and dogs and the, trying to get help from neighbours. And um, and just I just thought, I, I, I thought well, I thought I'd, I'd, uh, I'd write them a song. It came to me very quickly. It was one of them things where you feel the presence of something. And it was quite... People would suggest maybe it was scary. It was, I kind of welcome that kind of feeling of, of spirits from a pa the past coming in. So that's where it comes from. There was an eviction in Tangori in the 1890s and people were sent to walk the roads. And the same names are still based in Tangori, so they survived in some way or another. And I sent the song to one of the family members, Noel Heavey, whose family would have experienced the evictions back in the day. And it was lovely to get some feedback from him. He was, he was really happy with the song. So I, I think the next step maybe is to make a video for the yeah. song. Well, I, I, I was going to do an introduction to the song, but I'm not going to say anything as poetic as that. So here's the tune.
We walk through the bogs with our horses and dogs Our legs, they are tired, but our spirit, it is strong We friends on the roadside, we're not on our own And we'll never stop fighting till we win back our home Glory eviction So yeah, listen, that was a that was a fantastic uh that's a fantastic tune and thanks for telling us a story about it beforehand. Um I look I'm Irish, I live here all my life, I was unaware of that story. Um, I'm sure there's a lot yeah. of other stories well, like it that we're unaware yeah. of. Just a quick one for anyone who's uh, the I've I've one more tune that I'm going to play. Um, it's going to be at the very end of the podcast. It is the Ballad of Tony Dunn. It is uh, not a live performance. It's a music video, if you like. And um, the reason I left it to the end is because uh, I think it's about five minutes long. But there's some acting in it, and there's the song, and it's fantastic. It it it. it draws you into a scene um, and it's just um, it's not very often you hear an artist saying to himself who's that gobshite and you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it so make sure you <laughs> stay at the end and have a look at it um, and how good that was <laughs> that was uh, let, let's talk about the Ballad of Tony Dunn um, that was I remember it was about the third or fourth time that I heard that that it started growing on me and I was looking at it last night just to edit the video, to put it into that it's the same. I was trying to edit it and I realized, no, I said, I'm leaving it all in. It's, it, yeah. it, 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 um, I can't touch this because it's good. It's just perfect the way that it is. Um, yeah. That's, I suppose, the advantage. And I meant to say this to you earlier. One of the advantages you have, I suppose, or something that comes out in the video, as I'm sure people have seen already, is that um, you're an actor as well. So I mean, it's, yeah. it's 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 not a big crossover to do a music video. Um, yeah, it's fun. That's why I love writing <coughs> sketches around the songs. Yeah. In all the videos, pretty much, I'm a character of some sort. It gives me an opportunity to write <coughs> little yeah. stories, and it gives me an opportunity to act. And uh, with this video, it's like, you know, <coughs> what was coming to my mind was that, yeah, <laughs> you'd be you'd be told, you know, the North Square, you'd be. <laughs> you'd be given a gig in, in, in a place you've never played before in, in the back of beyond somewhere. And, you know, I'm, I'm more picky about the gigs in the last few years, but back, you know, when I would have done any gig that was offered to me, Oh yeah. Will, will you, you know, some lad would be said, we're doing, we're doing a, a festival in the town and we'll figure a play. And they don't think about, you know, whether my music will suit 
mm. the venue. So they might just throw me in this, you know, old fashioned pub that is more suitable for a one man band playing, you know, Brendan Shine or, uh, mm. or a trad band doing trad in the corner. And then I have this singer songwriter walking in. And of course, my expectations as I go towards the gig is always like, yeah, I'm going to play the festival and going to have a good night. <laughs> you walk in the door and there's like a bar woman going like, who the fuck are you like? Yeah. What? Do you play anything? Do you play Spansel Hill? Do you do Galway, Yeah, yeah. you're just like, oh no, it's going to be play, I should be so lucky by Kylie Minogue. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And it's like, uh, that's what I was doing in the, in, in the video. I was kind of re- recreating them moments. Mm. Uh, but the alter ego of the fellow who's playing on stage, is so unaware um, mm. that he's playing the electric guitar, you know? Mm. And then there's a fellow at the bar, the character in the bar who I love playing anyway, like, because mm. we all know the characters in the bar. And, um, so it was really good fun. And, and uh, you know, you know, Fishy Fiddle is in it, which is great, you know? Just for anyone um, that, um, if you're watching, if you're listening to this uh, and you're not watching it on YouTube, make sure you watch YouTube and check out the, uh, Check out the video. It's uh, Fiorua actually plays on quotes Fiorua, the rock star, but he also plays the guy sitting at the bar as well who calls himself, Who's this? Or what's who's that gobshite? Yeah, that's very and then good. Anya, Anya, uh, she's a great singer herself, but she played, she's a great actor, she played the bar woman. Yeah. And I think she did a great job. She did, no, it's, it's good, it's good. It's um, that's what I was saying. I literally had it last night, and I was saying. Okay, so look, this song is probably too long, so I'll just put in the song rather than before and after. And I watched it, yeah. and I said, "Okay, now I'll get it ready to edit." And I said, "I you can't reckon, take that out. I can't take that out. I can't take that out." I said, "You yeah. know what? I'm going to play the whole fucking thing." Yeah, people in Atlanta might recognise the venue. It's the Boat Club in um, uh, in um, Bally Bally oh, Bally Standby Glasson. Um, Sorry, I forget the name, but it's down that way anyway. And there's, there's a little pub where all the boats are. Yeah. Ballycairn. Ballycairn, yeah. yeah. Ballycairn, yeah. The place with the hill that's like Mount Everest. Yeah, it, it's a, it, the pub. We got access to the pub again yeah. during lockdown. And uh, we, we, we filmed in there. Fucking you hell. just brought back a m- memory there. Um, that, like, it's amazing the way childhoods are different uh, now than when they were then. I remember my friend and myself used to cycle out to Ballycairn yeah, um, just to see who could cycle down the hill the fastest, mm-hmm. you know. And that hill is so steep, like cars coming everywhere. Yeah, um, I, I crippled myself a few times down going yeah. down railway bridges in, in Kildare. <laughs> yeah, on the crossbars of bikes. Nah, the freedom we had, huh? Yeah, and the danger. I used to go fishing when I was like nine or ten down the canal, and uh, never got into fishing. Like, man. Never got into it. I loved it, yeah, but of course, fishing. But I used to cycle like four miles down a little country road, you know, no mm. bike lanes or anything like that, you know, and yeah. nine or 10 years of age. And, you know, like no, no kid would be allowed to do that now with a fishing rod hanging out the side of the bike. Mm. And I'd sit down beside a canal, a 10 foot canal for the day. <laughs> and, uh, and there, was no, there was no phones or anything. So it was, uh, yeah. I, I'm glad back, I had that experience. Back for dinner, you know, that, I wasn't as wild as my cousins. My cousins were much wilder. They were yeah. running around with their feet looking down. Decking fields, jumping out of hay barns and robbing hens off my grandmother and stuff. You know. <laughs> Myself and the same guy, uh, so Athlone and Moat is about 10 miles away, so it's about 16 kilometres. This is before there was no dual carriageway, motorway, uh, freeway, highway, wherever you're, wherever you are in the world, but it's about 10 miles, so 16 kilometres. But it was the day before uh, both of us got BMXs for Christmas, and he he's one was bought in Moat, but you had to, um, 
after one year, up to one year, you could get a fix if anything was wrong. So he wanted to bring it up to get a fix, but we didn't have any cars or anything. We fucking cycled the 16 kilometers up to what, spent the day there at a cattle mart, uh, had a yeah. bottle of orange between us that his cousin bought us and cycled home. And we weren't missed. No phones, no nothing. Um, yeah. I'm glad I had those experiences too, by the way. That wouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I, I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously there's, there, there's a lot of positives to protecting our kids <laughs> but there can be overprotection but look it's another whole story i mean i'm doing a little a little documentary on a group of women uh in battery heights in athlone and um, it's just going to be a small documentary i'm doing it for the athlone family resource center and the women are talking about their childhood a bit and they all say the same thing like the freedom they had yeah it was hard and it was 18 of us in the one family but we had <clears throat> the freedom to to jump around and play with kids and and we were we weren't allowed in this is not me talking, this is the ladies talking. We weren't allowed in the uh, in the house during the day, you know. <laughs> you might actually send that on to me when you get it and I'll I'll Oh it'll be up somewhere, yeah. I mean, I, it, it's I'm still filming it. It'll be done before Christmas though. Yeah. And my mother used to say like when she was late, she'd say like that, um like I could be gone like cock crow and she oh he he'll come back when he's hungry, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Arrive in, That's like I don't know, man. It's just, it just seems I agree with you, by the way. And we're, we're deviating from the album, we'll get back to it in a second. But, but it's um, what album are you talking about? Oh, this one, oh, this it's available here. on Bandcamp to buy. Ooh, look at the shine. <laughs> the, um, you can be overprotected, you know. It's like, um, this whole thing about where, uh, like I remember I was in a race when I was in school and I came second, so mm. I didn't get anything. I was leading the whole race and then a guy passed me at the end. So I lost and he got the medal. But now you get a medal just for running in the race. And yeah, I, well, that's been going on since the, 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 is it the, the, the 1960s in America. You know, I mean, that's like George Carlin, yeah. the comedian in America, used to talk about this way that's back. That's a bad thing, man. That's a bad thing. The battle of Tony Dunn. Tony Dunn is a fictional character, of course. Yeah, it's a fictional character based on people that I would have yeah. observed in pubs, you know. Um, it's a sec the second murder ballad I wrote. And when I say yeah. murder ballad, people are like, oh, darkness for some people. But like, you know, yeah. Nick Cave wrote a whole album of, of murder ballads and it's great entertainment. There's a lot of humor in it in that album. And like, so that's the way I write it. There's a lot of humor in the song. And there's a lot yeah. of, you know, yeah, there's a few curses in it and there's a few violent scenes in it. But, you know, it's, it's that's why people watch Tarantino. You know, it's a bit of fun. Yeah. And, it's an Irish Tarantino, you know. That's who I am. Yeah. The yeah. Irish Tarantino. Quentin O. Tarantino. But um Fia Tarantino. Fia Tarantino. But if anyone look, listen, we're gonna play the ballad of Tony Dunn now. If anyone um likes what to hear, which I'm sure there's loads that does, all the information is in the description down below. Um website, that band camp that I've never heard of. Um there's the vinyl. Wow, um, look at the shine. Yeah. Even open it. Look, there's an opening part where you can take Wow, it opens. This is high tech stuff. You don't need a phone. Look at a reflection. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. But there is something just to go back to we'll finish up to, to um what you said earlier, which was a very good point at. Um there's a lot to be said for having something in your hand. There is, it's um, huge. You're not just talking shite. I've got an album, you know. Yeah. Like like the you know in Galway you'd see a lot of people over back when I used to live in Galway, uh you know I just sit in Nocton's pub going yeah I'm releasing a vinyl or uh, yeah I'm I'm in a band or yeah I'm doing a poetry book and you're just like yeah bollocks you know 
you just had a few pints and you're talking shite, but like if you have something physical to show to someone, yeah. <laughs> my only problem is that when I'm posting it, I'm giving it, I'm always giving it for free to the post post people in the post office because I like they always help me with the packaging. So I'm like, oh here, do you want an album? Like yeah. I have stuff in that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I'm, the, I'm um... really bad at that. You know, I have to like have but to sell it nice that if someone does purchase purchase it that you can send them a message i i was unaware yeah. of that bandcamp thing that's a great but idea. I can, and I, and I, what i'm also doing is writing little notes and putting them into the envelope as well for people you know um yeah so it's a real direct way to do it yeah yeah look thank you for coming on the podcast much appreciated thank you mark um happy christmas is it too early what day is today the first of december so, is it? No. no it's, oh, yeah, it is. It's the first of December. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> when when this comes out. Obviously, it was recorded a little bit before that for me to edit all the videos and all that. So that's behind the fourth wall. But listen, thanks for coming on the podcast. Much appreciated. Take care, right. guys. Here Thank is you, the man. ballad of Tony Dunn. Enjoy. Bye bye. You. style Oh, there's heroes.
there's heroes on TV But no one matches Tony If you're asking me Get out there.